You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Hey, Mousecapades listeners, this is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie and our colleagues Betsy and Gina from the Your Story Travel Company. We hope that you're all safe and happy and healthy. This is episode 628, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Today, we'll be bringing you all the latest Disney rumors and news to help your week be a bit more magical. The Mousecapades podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to book a trip, one of us would be glad to help. Just email us, Vicki, Betsy, Gina, or myself, Stephanie, at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com, and we'll be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit will hold your trip, so just contact us today. So most of us, or I think all of us did anyway, put on our social media pages that fireworks are coming to Disney. We're all excited. I know... Uh, Stephanie's excited because she's going in October and uh, Gina and I are going in October. Betsy, when are you going next? October 31st. Oh, that's right. So everybody's going in October. So fireworks will come back to Disney World on July 1st. They're going to do Happily Ever After at Magic Kingdom. And for right now, they're bringing back Epcot Forever, which is the nighttime show that was playing in 2019 for that brief time after they ended the other one. Uh, They're not quite ready for Harmonious. And um, Sarah, if you're listening, I was thinking of you when I saw this because Sarah is quite disturbed about the barges in the middle of. She does not like the them. World Showcase Lake. <laughs> they are an eyesore. Well, I understand what she's saying, and now to find out that they're not even going to use them <laughs> now when they bring back the fireworks, I think she's going to be a little miffed. But hopefully by the time she gets there in January, it'll be better. But And then at Disneyland, a nightly Mickey's Mix Magic fireworks display will be happening at uh, the Disneyland Park starting July the 4th. So this is amazing news because, of course, no fireworks have been displayed at the Disney parks since the pandemic started. Have you guys seen the TikTok? You know, talk like you're talking to Disney and it's like a... You can't understand them through the like drive-through, and they're talking about. I wanted number seven, and it says, "Can you please bring back Port Orleans?" And and then the the person will answer and go, "Number eleven fireworks." No, number seven. Number eleven. No, (laughs) it's it's hilarious. There's this list and all these things that they're bringing back, except opening the resorts. It's so funny. Definitely feel like the magic's coming back. It's so exciting. And yes. it's like more good news like every day, it feels like. Yes. I just keep thinking, oh, soon. They're going to announce more resorts opening. <laughs> I hope anyway. But I understand they probably haven't hired all their people back yet or are having a hard time getting them back because they've already all found other jobs. Yep. Um, I talked to a cast member and I was asking them about that and they said it's retraining people as well because Mm. it's not just like hiring people back on they have to retrain staff and there's so much in preparations for each one of those things so that's what they have to do just a little bit at a time she was like we we don't know any more than you do but it's just it's one step at a time we're gonna reopen this retrain re-get it hey at least some things are coming back so amen eventually it's gonna be normal yep exactly 
Well, we've been talking about Jungle Cruise and all the changes happening over there. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and update you on what is going on with Jungle Cruise. Now we have a sunken boat and some floating debris are spotted around the boat as part of the props near the hippo scene. Also, cast members are filling all available space in the Jungle Cruise queue with the exception of the plexiglass. So they're not really practicing all that social distancing. It's like, fill it up and let's come back into the lines. Um, welcome of foolish mortals, or should I say, welcome back to the stretching room. Oh yay, I didn't know that, so it's awesome. <laughs> Since the reopening of the park, guests have missed the Ionic stretching room seen inside of the Haunted Mansion. We are happy to announce that it is finally back. So make sure to stop by and say hello to everyone's favorite ghost host next time you're in Magic Kingdom. Like you said, Betsy, more things that are more normal. Well, and it's not like they're major announcements. Like, you know, it's just like little things that you don't even think about. I just love it. It's unexpected. And then you kind of like, oh, <laughs> surprise. So this week, a jewel fell off of one of the turrets of Cinderella's castle. It was placed there for the 50th anniversary celebration set for October 1st. The jewel fell from the very first piece of bunting that was put on the castle, and guests can see it when they are walking toward the castle. When guests look closer, it appeared that the jewel was attached with a command strip <laughs> like you put on your walls to hang pictures and some other kind of material at this time it seems that this is the only decoration that was affected and we are guessing it is from the nasty weather that florida had the past couple of weeks which also caused some attractions to have to close down hopefully no more of the decorations begin to fall as we still have a long time before the 50th anniversary begins on October 1st. And the castle needs to shine for the big celebration. Could you imagine? <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was made up. And then somebody showed a close-up picture in one of the articles I was reading. And it seriously looks like a command strip. So that's what they had put up initially, or that's what they're doing just to make it look good now. That's what was up there when it fell down. That's what was holding it. And then oh, probably, boy. I would say from the heat too. Yeah. Like just disintegrated that glue. Maybe Disney has a contract with 3M or something. Maybe <laughs> oh, <so>. the <laughs> command strips. Oh, goodness. That's hilarious. Or somebody was trying to cheat and didn't use the glue that they were supposed to use. And they're like, let's try out these command strips. I bet they're better. <laughs> Wrong. So over at Hollywood Studios, we've got a few new things returning. The pre-show to Rock and Roller Coaster. Um, you heard us, Aerosmith is back in the recording studio greeting guests before they hop aboard this fantastic ride. Also at Hollywood Studios, the Hollywood Tower of Terror has no more physical distancing in the queue. So does that mean like you're just like right up next to people? Like, yes, not even yes. Mm -hmm. there's no, no, yeah, there's no social distancing. Like, Margie said somebody like was brushing their sweaty arm up against uh, yeah, her. She did say that. <laughs> and now there's like literally no mask inside and outside. Well, they're supposed to wear a mask if they're unvaccinated, but you know some people are not doing it. Yeah, it's the same here too. Wow, it's just it's just amazing to think that it went so it, like it was all of a sudden. It did. It happened rather quickly. And it's so funny because it's like there was no pandemic. Like boom, back to normal. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everything's still not open and people are having difficult, like the job situation is just a mess right, right now still. Yeah. All right. So um, dividers remain in some sections of Hollywood Tower of Terror, but the pre-show doors are no longer propped open. When entering the library, guests are reminded to fill all available space. A crack of thunder and lightning causes the power to go out, except for the TV, where the familiar Twilight Zone intro plays. Rod Sterling then tells the story of the Hollywood Tower Hotel. After the pre-show, guests are ushered onwards into the elevators where they're seated in every row. Oh, this is the part where I get so scared. <laughs> <laughs> More normal is back in place. What will be next? Oh, we hope Fantasmic. Yes, me too. That'll be awesome. And live shows. Come on, bring it, bring it. Right. I hate, right. I am really missing Indiana Jones. That is one of my favorite shows. Mm -hmm. I would like Finding Nemo the musical. No offense. <laughs> I haven't seen it. So that's on our bucket list, Vicki, if it's back. Definitely. So Pixar debuted Luca this past Friday on Disney Plus, not requiring a premiere access fee, which is interesting because they've been doing that a lot. Did any of you guys watch it? I did. Jenny yes. and I watched it Friday night. Okay, we'll talk about it in a second. So Luca is an original Pixar film and it didn't start out somewhere else. It came from somebody's mind. It wasn't something that was already created and then Disney took it over. Um, the last three Pixar movies have actually been originals, Onward, Soul, and Luca. Unfortunately, these movies weren't Pixar's best efforts and I don't think that they got very good ratings either. Um, we're not gonna give any spoilers about the movie. I just wanted to give a little background. Um, Luca is set in a beautiful seaside town on the Italian Riviera, and it's like a coming-of-age story about a young boy's experience in an unforgettable summer filled with gelato and pasta and endless scooter rides, and he shares these adventures with his newfound best friend. But all the fun is threatened by a deeply held secret. He's a sea monster from another world just below the surface. Um, I have not watched it, so I can't discuss it, but you guys don't give too many spoilers, but just give your input of what you guys thought of it. Oh my gosh, I thought it was one of the best movies I had. Honestly, oh. I, I loved it. I did too. I thought it was just such a fun adventure. It caught my attention more than both Onward and Soul. Agree. Huh. And the detail, the colors, the detail, mm -hmm. it was amazing. Mm -hmm. So we've got another change and I am so excited about this one because you know, I am a huge fan of the characters. I know. Oh, We've yeah. seen those characters high above on the rooftops. We've seen them in cavalcades and in flotillas. Well, Jungle Mickey, Jungle Goofy, Jungle Donald, and Jungle Daisy greeted guests at the Tusker house several times <laughs> as the guests ate. That is not one of the um, and not one of the character meals that's been back since the opening. So right. it is so exciting that we have another character meal people can go to. There still isn't any hugging or autographs, but guests are happy that they get to see their favorite characters. Clarice, Chip, and Dale, they go to Bollywood and Disneyland Paris as they greet guests from a distance. And then we do a spot at outside Phantom Manor at Disneyland Paris, as well as Mickey, Goofy, and Pluto, who took the stage to greet their guests in a socially distanced but friendly way. Changes are happening all over the world for Disney. Our question is, what will be next? Ladies, what character dining experience are you hoping to come back? Uh, we already know what I'm gonna pick. Oh, Hannah! And it's coming back. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't say the characters are coming back. True, true. Oh, uh, when I listened to you guys talking about the one at Grand Floridian with Mary Poppins, I thought that one sounded really cool. It is fun. 
I really like that one. We haven't been there since Kaylee was like 13. So that's been a while. I'd like to go back to that one. But there's other things I haven't done either. So I still want to go to prime time, even though it's not character or um, sci-fi. I have never been to either one of them. Prime time is a character, depending on the waitress or waiter you get. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't really dined there, dined there. Like we went in and got milkshakes and crap, right. but not dinner. Like, cause I told you about the peanut butter and jelly milkshake. Ooh. That's my son's favorite. So first images of Disney Junior Dream Factory is coming July 1st to Walt Disney World Studios Parks in Disneyland Paris. This was supposed to open in spring of 2020 at Walt Disney World, but unfortunately the pandemic stopped that from happening like it did everything else. However, Disneyland Paris has reopened and it is going to be showing Disney Junior's Dream Factory on that on that day, July 1st. The ensemble takes the stage. Mickey and Minnie are joined by Fancy Nancy, Timon, and Vampirina in this new show. Come and help Mickey and Minnie make factories, dream-making machines work as part of the new Disney Junior Dream Factory show at Studio D in Walt Disney Studios Park. It's down to you and some very special Disney characters to work together and unleash the magic of song and dance to get the machines going. It looks so cute. I want to go, even though I don't have a small child. <laughs> I'll take Lucy with me. You can take her. She'll love it. <laughs> John Paragon, a writer and director for Disney's Living Character Initiatives, has passed away at 66. Paragon was involved in bringing numerous characters to life, including Lucky the Dinosaur, Muppet Mobile Lab, and Wall-E. He also worked on the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. Paragon introduced Wall-E at the Franklin Institute in 2008. Wall-E, I'm sorry, am I the weird one that I don't get that movie? I don't, and I get made fun of at my house. Okay, okay, you no, can make I don't get it. <laughs> Joey loves that movie. There's no talking. I don't get it. But Joey, he says, if you're totally focused and, and just put yourself in the movie, you will love it. Okay, sure. All right, well, this guy <laughs> passed away at his home April 3rd, 2021. Paragon's death was not announced until June 17th. According to the Riverside County Coroner, Paragon died from cardiovascular disease with other significant conditions of chronic alcohol abuse. But mm. he sounds like he had a significant um, impact on a lot of things. That's yeah, cool. that's what I'm saying, and I guess that's why they didn't want to announce how he passed away. How sad, though. He also played, if you ever watched Pee-wee's Playhouse, he played, oh. the, he played the genie on there. Okay, totally off subject, and I'm not trying to be mean, but my husband's doctor looks like Pee-wee Herman. <laughs> Every time I see him, that's what I think of. You better hope he doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> You're listening? I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's hilarious. So just when you think that life at Disney is getting back to normal, something happens that makes you realize how true that statement really is. Um, I know Margie was very excited for us to do this story. So this past Sunday at Epcot, some guest that I think had visited the drinks around the world is what I think happened. I haven't Must heard have. <laughs> Jumped out of her boat on the Living with the Land to get a cucumber <laughs> from the greenhouse. 
and she actually slipped and and there several people have videos of this so just google it and you can find lady getting a cucumber at epcot and they said that there were actually like four people this guy said he was watching the whole thing um and they tried to get out like four times insane oh, when the first time didn't work stay in the boat you're now banned from disney people like where was the rest of her crew telling her that's a bad idea they were probably encouraging her i think they were from what oh i saw my. in the video what they were are then the people that were just laughing because like they couldn't believe it and they wanted to see if she was really going to do it kind of thing they weren't her people funny thing is is if you pay attention there are signs everywhere that says not to do get on that stuff yeah and there's cameras so how stupid can you get <laughs> I'm just like, it can't be that good of a compute a cucumber. What are you doing? I mean, if she, I'm not saying you should ever get off and steal anything. So don't hear what I'm not saying, Disney. But sometimes <laughs> they have that, the fruits or vegetables that are shaped like Mickey's head. Right. That would have made more sense to me than her right. taking a cucumber. A cucumber. One of those cucumbers hanging down. Well, it was probably one of her friends dared her and pretty much said, I bet you won't get one of them cucumbers hanging. Yep, and she said, here here you go, hold my purse. Good thing, because right. she fell off the hold boat. <laughs> she just, I, I just think she had to have been drinking around the world, because I, <laughs> I just like, was that cucumber worth getting banned from Disney for life? Oh my gosh, and I'm sure we're going to be seeing memes of this in the next couple days. Oh, There's I'm sure. Be memes everywhere. I'll ask Kaylee, because her and Joey are on top of that. Gosh, it's... <laughs> It just cracks me up that she did that. Like you were not thinking, and now then imagine getting off that ride and being told that you're not only are you leaving, like you just you bought and spent back, so ever. much money on this trip, but you're gone and right. you never get to come back again. Like how mad do you have to be at yourself? She probably didn't think she got or would get caught, but man, there was a, if you watch the video, there was a cast member like right there. I know. And he's just shaking his head. And he's like, come on, get out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> like crazy people what are you doing oh man so in an interview published friday with the los angeles times josh is it demaro demaro chairman of disney parks experiences and products noted that disneyland will see some permanent changes as a result of measures introduced during the pandemic i don't want to say we're going to go back to the way it was demaro said instead the resort will be really smart about what stays and what goes as far as safety and other changes. Prior to the pandemic, Disneyland Resort employed about 32,000 employees. Right now, about 15,000 are working. Demaro says, indica uh, said, indicating that staffing shortages seen nationwide are affecting Disneyland. Park passes are expected to stay for the foreseeable future. Demaro said more details on the membership program that will replace the annual pass holder program will be announced relatively soon. So some of this I was not totally <laughs> bummed about and then it like took a, a turn where I was like, oh good, they're gonna be really smart about things. Like maybe right. some of the distancing, you know, we don't like having those sweaty arms on us. <laughs> keep to yourself maybe that's what they meant and then seeing like oh no like shortages in staff and park passes like oh so that stuff's what's staying darn it hey all i have to say no offense california people but it's california expect the unexpected that's true <laughs> that's true i just uh, i was hoping the park passes would not 
stick around. Like I just, I don't like having to wait until two o'clock to hop parks. If you're gonna pay for a park hopper pass, I wanna be able right. to park hop whenever I wanna park hop. If I wanna go for one hour in the morning right. to just do one ride, I want to just do the one. Yeah, and that's what we used to do. We used to have park hoppers and we would go to our first park and before noon, we'd park hop to like Epcot, go ride mm -hmm. test track if the line was low and then leave and park hop to another park. You can't really do it now. I was so hoping that that would be something going back to normal soon. Yeah. So hearing him say it out loud that he thinks that's here to stay, I was like, oh. Stab in the heart. That's just like the park reservation system. They say it, it's, I heard it's going to be similar. It's not going to be the same as it is now, but it's going to be similar. So you're still going to have to have a park reservation. Yeah. I think they like knowing where everybody is. But couldn't they do that beforehand? With your magic band. They can track you. But not everybody's going to have a magic band now because they took those away. But you have to have some kind of a pass True. to get in. So they're still going to know where you are. Uh, just my thought. I just mean the magic bands have a chip, so they physically know where we are at all times. Right. With them not doing that anymore, some people are going to have cards and they're not going to be able to know unless they're using their phone. I don't know. I think doing away with the magic bands is going to be a mistake, but... Me too. I liked the magic bands. I do too, and it, as long as we're still able to buy them, I'll probably get them. It's like, it's a souvenir for me. I have them on my gear shift in my car. That's where they are. I'll have to send you um, a picture because I got mine in Kaylee's. I got glittery black and she got glittery rose gold for October. I haven't bought mine yet. I don't know if I'm going to buy one or if I'm going to use the one I got in February. Well, I have all these mm. at work. And then I have the cute little red one with the Minnie Mouse heads from my last trip. So I'll just bring them and trade out. <laughs> single rider lines are returning to Walt Disney World. As of Friday, a single rider was available at Millennium Falcon, Smuggler's Run, and Rock and Roller Coaster in Disney's Hollywood Studios. With multiple parties being grouped together and physical distancing coming to an end, single riders can fill in gaps and increase the ride's capacity. The single rider line has also reopened at Test Track and Epcot. If you're willing to split your party up, you can actually ride some of the most sought-after rides in Disney World parks if you will ride by yourself. Even just with two people. I mean, Chris right. and I, like, all the time, when we were standing in line, they're like, we need two people, we're here! <laughs> I do think that Test Track works really well. I do not think that the single rider works well for Rock and Roller Coaster. Have you guys had that experience? Because a lot of people are scared to go on that ride and they want to go with someone. I had a kid with me when I rode a single rider. When I went on my mom's trip, I, I rode with a lady that never rode and I talked her through it. Oh, wow. Okay. But yeah, I waited just, I felt like just as long as a single rider for that ride one time hmm. and I was just like, this did not work. Right. <laughs> I don't know this why. is not what this is for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we heard a rumor this week. This should be good news for Run Disney fans. Oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> like the Walt Disney World Marathon weekend will return for the 2022 season. Twitter user at Baztastic77 posted a screenshot from the Run Disney website showing dates and a registration time for the upcoming event. I saw this and I was like, oh, what is this? And then <laughs> I read what the people had written. The event information has since been removed from the Run Disney website. But if the screenshot is correct, the event will be returning January 6th through 12th. Registration will open on Tuesday, July 20th at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Of course, this is a rumor. Disney has not made any official announcements about the return of Run Disney events. 
During the pandemic, Run Disney events have been virtual races only. Do you think real Run Disney races will return to the parks? I think they will. And and like you thought, Vicky, I think that there's going to be more virtual options and they're going to just make more money with it. That's what I was going to say. I bet they're going to offer both. They're going to offer a virtual and in I think park. it's only the smart way to do it. Yeah. Because not everybody can book a trip and then they're still getting profit from it. Right. And the medals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really fun. See, and that's what I would do. I would do the virtual ones at home. Yeah. Of course, I can't run. I walk, but whatever. <laughs> I'm telling you, do it in the pool. My local area, like here, even like for the YMCA, like it's saying like, oh, here's your, off, you know, the virtual one or the in-person. And so they're going to be able to make more money doing it mm -hmm. that way. For sure. And they can let more participants in. Yes. You know? yes. Agreed. See, more things you learned from a pandemic. So I, I've seen this before. Uh, we were actually there when it happened in 2009. <laughs> This past Monday was International Yoga Day, and some of the Walt Disney World cast members participated and celebrated in front of Cinderella Castle. The Sunrise Yoga is a reoccurring event for cast members as part of a larger wellness program at Disney. And so many of the cast members shared their photos on social media. So there's a good chance if you didn't see them, you can get on social media and find, you know, just Google, put in, excuse me, International Yoga Day, and you'll find pictures. Walt Disney Resorts President Jeff Vale attended this special event, and he shared pictures as well. Oh, I have done it. They, they have a YouTube. You can actually do it. I mean, I've done it from years past. And I'm like, this is, um, I couldn't imagine how beautiful that would be. I know. I didn't realize it was just cast members. I thought it was for guests. So I learned something new. Yoga at the castle. Um, so I'm going to revisit the Hunnett Mansion and some of the stuff coming back to Hunnett Mansion. Um, some of the best things that Disney has to offer is the queues. And people have asked many of times like what's different between Disney and and Six Flags or a different theme park and this is one thing I constantly tell them is yes the ride lines are long but it's not just a line there's so much that just engulfs you in the theming of that attraction so it's it's an experience in itself like Flight of Passage is probably one of my favorites where you're just there's so much to see that it makes that ride go by, the line go by so much quicker. So it's also very true with the Haunted Mansion at Magic Kingdom in Orlando. This past weekend, the visitation area reopened at the Haunted Mansion. The Dread family bus were ready to welcome guests, almost ready to speak to them as they walk by. Guests can compose a little melody by just touching the different instruments on the tombstones in the queue. Even the pipe organ is interactive, so guests can feel like they're playing it. The tombstones reveal the unfortunate things that happened to the deceased. We can't wait to walk through this graveyard scene again. It's so neat that the interactive stuff is back in play because it's sad watching people walk by and try and touch things and nothing works or the signs that say, don't touch this. So beginning June 28th, Disney Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa and Old Key West will be making refurbishments to their lobbies and porticocherie phase one at Saratoga will last from June 28th to July 11th and involve the check-in area. Phase two will last from July 12th to late September. The porticocherie will be closed at this time. The Magical Express will be able to drop off, but they will be a temporary walkway for guests to check in and out. 
Once the refurbishment is complete, Disney Saratoga Springs Resorts will feature an enhanced check-in experience offering an open, free, flowing layout with a variety of smaller counters to help guests prepare for their vacation. Over at Disney's Old Key West, their lobby refurbishment also begins on June 28th to update the guest check-in experience. During the first phase of refurbishment, guests will check in as normal in the main lobby while the den area is closed. In the second phase, the main lobby will close and the front desk and the concierge will temporarily move to the den. Cast members will have access to backstage areas throughout the refurbishment. Once complete, Disney's Old Key West will feature an enhanced check-in experience offering an open, free-flowing layout with a variety of small counters to help guests of all ages prepare for their Walt Disney World vacation. That's interesting. I wonder if it's going to be like tap screen. Like, I just wonder like what that looks like. We'll let you know. (laughs) It's time for everybody's favorite part. Glorious food. So Amaret's Patisserie in Disney Springs has a yummy new dessert, pina colada cheesecake, which I believe caught my daughter's eye as the one that was going by. I'm pretty sure it was her that saw this. It's a New York style pina colada cheesecake on a graham cracker crust with coconut mousse, grilled pineapple, and sweetened toasted coconut. It's topped with Malibu rum pipette. And this offering is surprisingly refreshing for a dairy dessert in the Florida heat. The cheesecake itself is the perfect New York style, not too smooth with a soft coconut and pineapple flavor. And the graham cracker crust is flavorful and a nice last resort for the rum to soak in through the cheesecake. Mm, like a little yeah. sponge my favorite Ooh. pina coladas and cheesecake yum that sounds quite tasty i know i want some cheesecake right now i know uh, this whole like part <laughs> is gonna really get me right now i'm so hungry then here i am to talk about bacon one of my favorites as well the bacon of doom soars to new heights at jack Lindsay's hangar bar at disney springs indiana jones may not be able to follow maps to find treasure, but you're going to want to follow your map to Jock Lindsay's hangar bar at the landing in Disney Springs to try the new Bacon of Dome. A new twist on the popular Temple of Bacon, the Bacon of Dome comes with a shareable smoked cocktail. Thick cut applewood smoked bacon dipped in the ganachery's milk chocolate and chipotle ganache served with choice of a shareable smoked cocktail trusty revolver or snakebite margarita it is presented ensconced on a glass ensconced wooden tray shrouded by smoke and mystery the tray is branded with the ganachery logo the rich milk chocolate coating the bacon is from the nearby chocolatier (laughs) chocolatier Mm-hmm. While the brandy makes sense, the Temple of Bacon used to be served on a heavy stone tray that felt more thematically appropriate. So this is hard to picture, but the bacon is like standing up and it's dip, it's been dipped in the chocolate from the ganachery and they put the drink in the middle and the drink is letting off smoke. So it's under the dome, like it's under a little cake dome. And so the, you can tell there's bacon in there, but it's all smoky. And then when you raise it, the smoke like dissipates mm-hmm. or comes out of the thing. And it's um really cool. Um, and it's $32. Yes, it is $32. Holy moly. It's a drink and bacon. It's a drink and a snack, <laughs> basically. Oh drink, snack, God. and dessert all rolled into one. $32. Holy moly. But all the alcohol that's in that trusty revolver, there was different... Um, all the different alcohols that go in to make that is probably why that thing's $32. 
How big is the drink? Is the drink really big? It's like a regular size, like 12 ounce cup. Hmm. It sits in the middle of these like five pieces of bacon that are all dipped in chocolate and stuff. Ooh. Okay, I'm sorry. I just don't like chocolate dipped bacon. <laughs> I don't want to. I, you know me and my mixed food. That is no. I'm not making fun of you. I can't. So over on the West Coast, Disneyland guests are getting more excited about large capacities, especially in restaurants. This week, Wine Country Trattoria in Disney's California Adventure released a few new items that are on their menu. The caprice salad, which is made with tomatoes, basil, and mozzarella, drizzled with olive oil and balsamic vinegar. Another new item is the spaghetti bolognese with meatballs, which is beef, Italian sausage, tomatoes, seasonings, and meatballs. The pasta is spaghetti noodles, and the sauce is a bit sweet paired with the meatballs to make this dish delicious. Sounds good to me. Lastly, uh, to go with this meal from Disneyland at Wine Country Trattoria, how do you say that? Trattoria. 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 Uh, the tiramisu is a fantastic topper to any dinner. The t this tiramisu is a classic light sponge cake while still managing to offer a dense, rich flavor palette. The strongest flavor is the coffee, but the Giardelli chocolate makes this dessert amazing. It offers a rich, sweet aftertaste that stays with you. The single strawberry seems simple, but it helps cut the richness of the tiramisu nicely. The cake is filled with mascarpone cheese and is very moist. And you're the one that likes this one, right, Gina? Yes, that's me. I love tiramisu. I'm just eh on it. Yeah, I, it's not my favorite, but... It's like coffee, and it's like, eh, yeah, me too. I'm a big coffee person, so... Well, we're on to some merch. As we mentioned earlier, Luca was released on Disney Plus this past Friday. And so in true Disney fashion, they have to release merchandise to go with this movie so that they can make some moolah. Um, there are Luca, Alberta, Michavelli, and Julia, sorry, plushies available for purchase. And Disney also has some action figures, t-shirts, and limited edition Luca magic bands. So if you are your child or in love with this movie, you're going to want to hop on to Shop Disney and fulfill those Luca needs before they are gone because the Luca one I know is limited so it's usually like 15 to 1700 that they make and then that's it they're all gone and then you're out of luck La Petite Chalette opened in Disneyland and with the reopening comes an adorable abominable snowman with big plush feet this shop also offers prepackaged snacks apparel accessories and toys for guests who choose uh, to choose from by far, that abominable snowman is the most exciting new item on sale at this kiosk. He's super cute. I think he must go with the, um, what is it, the toboggan ride? You guys have been to Disneyland. Yes, he has. I don't know where that is. I'm just trying to think of that. Oh, it's, I mean, it's at the Matterhorn then, I guess. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because I was okay. like, where else would you put an abominable snowman? But yeah. So while well, Disney World is planning to install a large digital, digital screen featuring artwork on International Drive in Orlando, records show Disney seeking approval from Orange County for the installation at 8050 International Drive on Hollywood Plaza Garage. A letter from Orange County dated April 2nd, 2021 approved the dynamic art, which allows Disney to now seek building permits. Disney is partnering with Mitsubishi to install and maintain the art, which will be a ribbon-like digital screen facing I-4, a comb, Osterdorf and Associates of Winter Park, 
is the project applicant and Hollywood Plaza Garage Realty owns the parking garage. No comments were given from Disney or Mitsubishi. So the reason I did this is because it was going to be in the shopping district. And it looks really cool because it's going to be a digital ribbon. Like it looks like a ribbon across the, um, the garage that's going to mm. be announcing things for sale for Disney or just any information with Disney. Way cool. Um, starting July 6th, Disney Springs will be hosting Flavors of Florida to celebrate the Sunshine State and its citrus flavors. Over 20 retail and dining locations at Disney Springs are participating with Flavors of Florida plates, cocktails, and products. Here are a few that Disney has already announced. The shops are the Florida Sunshine Collection at Basin, the Orange Blossom Florida Honey at Savannah Bee Company, the Ron John Surf Shop, which is a Florida-based store. Then the dine section is the Watermelon Dole Whip, which Margie <laughs> tried and said was fabulous at Marketplace Snacks, Florida Rock Shrimp Tacos at Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar, and, oh, there's more, Chocolate Chip Key Lime Cookies and Key Lime Pie Cakes at Gideon's Bakehouse and Golden Honey Margarita and Grouper Tacos at City Works Eatery and Poor House. Oh my gosh, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> there are also going to be live performances from Florida-based entertainers, and as always, guests can take photos with the Orange Bird Wall to complete the experience, which, Vicki, you're a big fan of the Orange Bird, aren't you? I like the Orange Bird, yes. I thought so. <laughs> I don't have anything of his, but I like him. <laughs> Nick has the hat. He... He bought it right after we were talking about the orange bird. He saw it online one year. I think it was three years ago now. And he came back with the orange bird hat when he came back from his trip. Did you guys see that they ran into Chrissy and her family yes, in the airport? Yeah, that's awesome. That fun. Hilarious. They were in two different parks though. Well, thank you so much to Gina and Betsy for joining us this week for Rumors and News. And if you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can email us at mascapadespodcast at gmail.com or if you'd like to book a trip or just get a free quote, you can email one of us, Stephanie, Betsy, Gina, or myself, Vicki, at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Just remember that a $200 deposit will hold any reservation. And be sure to listen to Friday's show where Vicki talks to Margie and her sister-in-law, Kate, about their mom's trip to Disney. You don't want to miss that one. You can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com, our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, and our TikTok page for Your Story Travel is at Your Story Travel. As always, thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, The Mousecapades Podcast. Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Bippity-boppity-boo. See you real soon. Have a magical day, my friends. Bye.